Hi, it's Robin Sharma, and welcome to Daily Mastery. This is my short-form podcast where I'll walk you through the insights, methodologies, and tactics that I've shared with many of the world's most successful people as their mentor, including celebrity billionaires, NBA superstars, world-class artists, and global humanitarians. I hope you find great value in today's episode. Devote yourself to daily self-care. Essentially, you get on an airplane, one of the first things you're going to hear from the flight attendant is, in the event of an emergency, oxygen masks will come down from the ceiling. Put the oxygen mask on your mouth before you try to help anyone else, even your children. The point of wisdom is pretty clear. If you can't breathe, you can't help anyone else. If you don't have any oxygen, you can't be of service to anyone around you. And yet so many people have forgotten that big idea. They say things like, well, if I took time for myself and I cared for myself and I renewed myself and I did things that made me feel good, would that be selfish? Well, I believe taking care of yourself is a selfless act. Taking care of yourself allows you to be more for others. And then another thing I often hear is, well, Robin, I know I should spend time in self-care and personal renewal and tending to what I call the four awakenings, your mind, your body, your emotions, and your spirit. So they say, I know I should be caring for those four elements or these four awakenings, but Robin, I just don't have time. And to me, saying that you don't have time for self-care is a lot like saying you're too busy driving to stop for gas. Eventually, it will catch up with you. And sadly, what I've observed working with so many different people is that too many people need a crisis in their lives for them to wake up to what's truly important and to begin to care for themselves and focus on their inner work. I'll tell you, a number of my clients, when they first came to me, they wanted my ideas on how to grow their businesses to world class and how to develop their employees and how to be an elite performer. Again, that's the performance side of the platinum equation. And they neglected the pleasure side. And in this particular instance, a crisis occurred in their lives. It might have been the circumstance where they got back to the office, they picked up a voicemail, and it was their doctor. And the message sounded something like this. We just got the test results back from your recent physical. I'd like you to book an appointment to come into the office because there's some things we need to talk about. And they learned from that appointment that they were suffering from some kind of an illness. And that illness came about because they were so focused on performance and getting to their goals and being quote-unquote successful in the world that they forgot about the importance of pleasure. And in this case, again, what I'm talking about here with respect to pleasure is the importance of nurturing yourself and caring for your inner world. So devoting yourself to self-care is not soft stuff. As a matter of fact, soft is hard. And why wait for a tragedy to strike in your life before you take really good care of yourself? And here's the paradox of it all. Taking care of yourself will actually make you a better performer. It'll actually make you more successful. It'll actually make you more money. It'll actually grow your career and grow your organization and get you closer to the mountaintop. Just like that climber in the metaphor I shared with you. If she's healthy, if she's energetic, if she's feeling good, if she's feeling alive... She's going to perform so much better as she gets to that mountaintop. And from time to time, we all fall into this trap because it is so easy to forget that we play at our peak when we are fit, when we're relaxed, and when we're fully engaged in life. Perhaps the most powerful way I can bring home the idea to you on self-care is with a simple line. You can't do good if you don't feel good. Or to put it another way, you can't be a positive source of energy at work if you have no energy. So self-management is mission critical. 
doing what it takes to care for yourself so your highest and your best potential can shine when you go into work is simply non-negotiable. It's one of those things that if you really want to get to greatness, you have to do. Not maybe you should do it, not perhaps you should do it. If you want to play full out on the performance side and you really want to get to that mountaintop, self-care is the way to get there. Okay, let me give you some specific tactics that you can use over the next seven days to help you devote yourself to self-care. First of all, be a better human being. And one of the best ways to do that is the holy hour. You may have heard me talk about the holy hour. Let me explain it if you haven't heard the concept before. Get up earlier. Get up at 5 o'clock if you can. Join the 5 o'clock club. It'll be one of the best moves you can possibly make in your life. It'll take about four weeks to install that habit. And then after that, it'll be so easy for you to get up nice and early. And then once you're early, take 60 minutes for yourself. Take a holy hour. And during that time, work on becoming a better human being. Work on connecting with the person that you truly are. Work on your character. Think about your fears. Think about your weaknesses. Think about the things that frustrate you. You can also re-script your negative beliefs and keep focusing on your inner work so that you develop more understanding and self-awareness about yourself and so that you develop more understanding about how other people operate and why perhaps they do what they do. Just the other day in a conversation, my father said something really powerful to me. He said, Robin, in many ways, life is simply an exercise of building understanding. When you have understanding, and this only comes from taking the time in your holy hour to reflect and to be introspective and to slow down and to think. But when you develop understanding, rather than reacting in anger with something that a teammate might do or someone on the street might do or someone in traffic might do, you react with understanding and knowledge and from a place of wisdom. During this holy hour, you can keep working on your stained glass window. Again, we see the world not as it is, we see the world as we are. We see the world through a stained glass window made up of our beliefs and our assumptions and our preconceived notions and the way we've been taught to see the world. We don't see the world for the way it really is. Another way to look at the stained glass window idea is we see the world through a filter or a context based on all our experiences and our personal history and all our beliefs. And the more you can shed light on the limiting side of that stained glass window, the more you can be a choice and be more understanding and kind of catch yourself when one of those negative beliefs gets engaged. This holy hour is your chance to also read from the wisdom literature or to read the great biographies or to simply be, to simply meet with yourself and reconnect with your values and reconnect with your potential and reconnect with what your life is going to be all about. I spent a lot of time during my holy hour just dreaming with my eyes closed, envisioning who I want to become, what I want to create, what I want to leave behind. Another very powerful tactic that will help you move this first step to work-life balance about daily self-care forward in your life is writing in a journal. I began writing in a journal about 10 years ago, and I have to tell you it has completely changed my life. It is definitely one of my best practices. And I'll share with you some of the reasons that almost every day I delve into my journal and begin to write. First of all, writing in a journal will allow you to spot patterns. It will allow you to build awareness. It's almost like you go up to 50,000 feet and you look down at your life. And after you've been journaling for a little while, you do start to spot patterns. You do start to connect the dots. You do start seeing the consequences of your actions. And you get those aha moments or those breakthrough moments where you say, I see why this keeps on happening. It's because I've been doing this or because I've been demonstrating this behavior. You know, I believe that a mistake is only a mistake if you keep on making it. Why would anyone want to be the same person at 90 that they were at 20? And yet there are a lot of people, and I say this with no disrespect, 
but it is a statement of truth. There are a lot of people who don't really grow that much as they journey through life. They're thinking the same thoughts, operating in the same ways, treating people in the same ways at the end of their lives as they did earlier on in their lives. By journaling, you can spot patterns, you can build awareness, you can get to know yourself and build self-knowledge. Second reason why I journal, it allows me a place where I can capture the lessons of life. I think the best teacher you will ever meet is a teacher called life. I'll put it this way. Each day is a workshop. And I think the whole idea is to learn from each day. It makes me think of Ben Franklin. I reread his autobiography recently. And Ben Franklin decided he was going to live his life according to 13 virtues, including honesty and temperance and self-discipline. And every night, he would go to his study and he would review his day and reflect on his actions. And then he would measure how he lived out his day against his 13 stated virtues. Well, that's very powerful because it would build awareness as to any gaps and that would allow him to improve the very next day. Imagine doing that in your own life. Imagine every night you go into your journal and you capture the lessons and you evaluate how you've lived and you make some commitments and some self-corrections so the next day gets better. Each day then becomes a platform for you to create a better one. And that's a powerful idea. That kind of personal practice would allow you to let your past serve you. Another reason I write in my journal is it allows me a place where I can process through feelings. It's so important to release negative feelings in a healthy way. It's so important to search our feelings. It's so important to be aware of our negative feelings. What most people do is either they're not aware of their negative feelings, negative feelings like anger or frustration or disappointment or sadness. What happens is we take these feelings all too often and we swallow them and we go into what psychologists call denial and we pretend they're not there. Those feelings will fester like a wound. So I use my journal to go in and when I'm feeling a disappointment or frustration or I'm sad about something or I'm sad about a loss or a difficult time of my life or I'm angry over something, all very valid human emotions, I write about them in my journal. And the very act of connecting to those so-called negative emotions, bringing them to the surface, and then pouring them out on a crisp white written page begins the process of letting go of those in very healthy ways. So many of us have these negative emotions, but we don't deal with them in healthy ways. We deal with them through road rage or passive-aggressive behavior at work or being angry at people at home or being irritable with strangers on the street or in stores or in restaurants. Nine times out of ten, what I've discovered is when someone has a negative reaction, let's say they are angry or rude, it has nothing to do with you. They're dealing with some negative emotion that they haven't processed through in a healthy way. I've learned that feelings are like rainstorms. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you get angry, process through it in your journal. Eventually, that anger will leave you. People who don't do that take that anger out in the world. They take it out in the work. They take it out on family members. I mean, it's such an interesting paradox. All too often, we treat the people we love the most in the worst ways. Another reason I write in a journal, it allows me to deepen learning and increase retention of the things that I learn. So if I read a great book, I'll go into my journal and I'll write about the lessons learned from the book. Once I get a big idea and I write it in my journal, the stickiness of the idea is much, much better. I retain the learning much longer. And then finally, and I think this is going to be a very exciting idea for you, I write in a journal to create space. The big idea is really this, is to take all the ideas that are swirling around my mind and to take all the things I'm thinking about and to take all the to-dos that I'm managing intellectually 
and to take perhaps disappointments and things that are irritating me and all those ideas and feelings into my journal. And again, it frees up space. I want you to think about this little idea I've just shared with you because it's actually a big idea. When you begin to take all the ideas that are moving around your mind and you download them into a journal, you will liberate an astounding level of creativity, perhaps creativity you never even knew you had. You will also get to a level of mental clarity and mental peace that perhaps you never thought existed. A metaphor I'm going to use to you is the grocery store. If you don't have a list, what happens? As you're walking through the parking lot to the grocery store, you're trying to remember all the things you have to buy. As you're going in the grocery store, you're not engaged in the moment. You're not thinking about interesting things. You're trying to remember all the things that you have to buy. But if you take the time to take all those ideas, the list of things you have to buy, and put it down onto a piece of paper, guess what? You all of a sudden don't worry about those things. Why? Because the mind's an interesting instrument. Unless the mind knows that it has a system to capture the ideas it needs to remember, it will cling to those ideas during the hours of your days. And a journal is a place to dump out those ideas, or more precisely, to record those ideas so that you can focus on the things that are truly important. What other tactics can you do on this for self-care? Well, time in nature is so powerful. Make the time to walk in the woods if you want to increase the pleasure in your life. Retreat to the mountains for a day if you can. Even something as simple as bringing fresh-cut flowers into your workspace or into your home environment. Also, music is so central to self-care. Music just soothes the soul. Music just fills you up with energy. Music just makes you feel better. Mahatma Gandhi said it so well. He said, One great stumbling block is that we have neglected music. Music means rhythm, order. Its effect is electrical. It immediately soothes. To really devote yourself to self-care, it's also important to get into incredibly good health and to eat a peak performance diet. But on health, I want to make a few quick points. First of all, nothing is more important than your health. It's even more important than your family. And you might not like me saying that, but I think it's so important. Because if you don't have your health, you can't be there for your family. You can't celebrate with your family. You can't experience life with your family. And yet health is one of those things that we take for granted. How many people get up in the morning and say, I've got amazing health. I have amazing energy. I'm disease free. Most of us don't do that until we lose our health. And then what happens? We spend 24-7 trying to get our health back. I've mentioned that the key to work-life balance is the platinum equation, managing performance on the one hand with pleasure on the other hand. Well, you don't want to be so devoted to performance and spending so much time being successful in the traditional sense out in society that you lose your health. What's the point of being the most successful person in the graveyard? What's the point of getting to the top of the mountain and then finding yourself in a hospital bed? Someone shared with me an idea that's really stayed with me. Health is the crown on the healthy person's head that only the ill person can see. Often, it's so true, we take our health for granted until we lose it. I've seen it time and time again. Executives spending all their time giving all their energy to performance, building their businesses, going full out, seizing opportunities, and neglecting their health. And then when they lose their health, all they care about is getting it back. They'd spend a fortune to get it back. They'd travel around the world to go to any hospital and meet any doctor to get it back. And sadly, it sometimes isn't as easy to get the health back as they might wish. And in the Hebrew tradition, they say, when we are young, we would sacrifice our health for wealth. And yet when we get old and figure out what life is truly all about, we would sacrifice every penny of our wealth for one good day of health. To commit yourself to self-care, Get serious about your health. Work out with a trainer. 
join a gym, exercise four or five times weekly, eat an elite performance diet, drink lots of water, take vitamins and supplements, don't eat too much. Most people eat far more than they need to eat. Don't eat after 7 o'clock at night so your digestion has a chance to digest the food. Commit yourself to health. It'll make you look better. It'll make you feel better. You'll have incredible levels of energy, so it'll be 9 o'clock at night, and you're still fully engaged to spend time with your family and do the things you'll want to do. It'll help you live longer. Your thinking will be more clear, and you'll feel happier about your life. And I know you know this. When you're in really good physical condition, life just is a lot more fun. You're just a lot happier. So taking the time to go to the gym and take care of your health is time well spent. And like I said at the outset, it's often the things that are hard to do that bring us the greatest joy. I hope you received excellent value in today's episode of Daily Mastery. If you'd like to go deeper, head over to robinsharma.com where you can download the World Changers Manifesto, my free ebook. You'll also get full access to the Everyday Hero Training Formula, a truly world-class video-based learning program that will help you upgrade your productivity, your impact, and the quality of your life. I wish you an amazing day.